Let me reread this end part because to me this is like the crux of this whole thing. The burdens are heavy. Responsibilities are many. Obligations are providential. What does that mean? And when I look at that, what that means to me is that this is not an easy road. Right? Chiropractic school, not an easy road. Being a chiropractor, not totally easy. Now, it's simple, right? Because the, the practice of chiropractic is actually pretty simple. Like we talked about last week, science, art, philosophy, putting it together, adjusting patients, communicating, collecting money. It's actually quite simple if you really think about it. But the burdens are heavy because it is not easy to be a chiropractor. It's not easy to be any sort of health practitioner, right? You, people are entrusting you with their bodies, with their kids' bodies, with their pregnant bodies. They are trusting you. They are coming to you because they trust you. They're coming to you because they need you. And I want you to understand how important it is when a patient lies like face down on a bench. Do you know how huge that is? Because do you know how vulnerable that is? Right? So I want you to get that. When a person, like yesterday, we had a child <clears throat> on the spectrum. I'm, I'm, I, I work on a lot of kids on the spectrum and, and I do a lot of intensives. So what happens is a lot of times um, other chiropractors um, who have heard me speak will actually send their patients to me from other states or even other countries and then I will work on them like twice a day, every single day for a whole you know, week um, you know, and then do an exam at the beginning and re-exam at the end and, and send them back home with a, a whole bunch of, of stuff to do um, and listings for their chi home chiropractor, etc. So and we're working on a child uh, today, uh, I mean yesterday, and um, never been, he's never been adjusted before, uh, and this is his third adjustment in, in one week, you know, uh, and he lied face down on the spectrum, <clears throat> lied face down, and that's not particularly usual. Uh, usually kids on the spectrum have a really hard time going face down early on in care. So that was a, to me, I look at that and I say, I know how vulnerable this is. I know how many kids I take care of on the spectrum and how hard it is to get them even to lie face down on mom or dad's lap. This kid, good morning, this kid lied down, face down on a bench without mom or dad. That was huge, right? So, so when we look at this and you say that the burdens are heavy, responsibilities and many obligations are providential, what we're seeing is that this is not, it's not easy, but when you're doing it right, it becomes simple. Because my goal, as BJ said here, is traveling the public highways and byways, relieving suffering prolonging lives, adding millions of years to millions of suffering people will bring forth satisfaction and glories with greater blessings than you think, like I mentioned last week. What greater joy do I have than yesterday, a pregnant mama coming in who's 15 weeks pregnant and saying, um, I just want to make sure that I have the best pregnancy possible. And I've already had a VBAC and I don't want another one. And she's never been to a chiropractor before, right? Like that is... My Ballywick, this is my spot, is you coming in and telling me that. This is my spot where a child on the spectrum comes in and the mom is like, you know, we've been to chiropractors before and nobody does stuff the way you do. And I said, exactly. That's why you're here. That's why you came to this office because we do things different. Anybody can just push on bones, right? Chiropractors can push on bones. Osteopaths can push on bones, physical therapists push on bones, occupational therapists push on bones, massage therapists push on bones. Almost anybody can put, I've even heard of karate instructors pushing you know, on backs, right? But that's not chiropractic, right? Chiropractic is when you take the science, art, and philosophy and you put it all together 
and then you create something that doesn't look like everything else. Because chiropractic isn't the science, art, and philosophy of cracking backs, right? And that's what this mom said to me yesterday. It was so interesting. She said, all the chiropractors we've been to, they, they, they rack them, crack them, is what she said. They rack them and crack them, they snap, crackle, pop. I'm like, what an awful thing for someone to compare what I do to Rice Krispie cereal, right? Snap, crackle. I'm like, the only thing we crack in the world is an egg, right? I don't crack backs. Even, if, even when I do manual adjustments, I don't crack them. It may make a noise, <clears throat> but it's like snap, crackle, pop. I'm like, whenever somebody says that, like, I'm like, oh, oh, like that's just a bad visual and a bad feeling. Because she's watching me doing network, doing bioenergetics, doing sustained contact like Webster taught us. Um, she's watching me do these things and she's like, this is like nothing I've ever seen before. And I said, well, that's why you're here. Because if you wanted what everybody else does, then you'd go somewhere else. But if you want something different, then that's why you're here. Because if you want something different and we do something different, then you get a different result. And that's what we're looking to do. And because to me, that, what, there's two sentences here that are so important. Time is of the essence. That's what I feel. These kids have been suffering. These pregnant mamas who've had VBACs who didn't really need it, have been suffering. And they're afraid. <clears throat> I had another pregnant mama come in yesterday. She's 36 weeks, and she, this is, she's had two VBAC, uh, two uh, C-sections, and she wants a VBAC with a third. Now, I told her, I said, that is very, you know, that's amazing. I said, you are so brave. I'm proud of you. But I'm telling you that you're going to get pushback. And, I, and <clears throat> what's amazing is I said to her, I said, what position's your baby? Right? And she said, the OB said, I can't tell. And I'm like... Come on. The OB can't tell at 36 weeks where the baby is. I mean, really. This, is, this guy sees like hundreds of pregnant mamas every single month and he doesn't know where your baby is. I said, I don't think that's what this is. I said, is this the same guy who did the two V-backs, uh, the two C-sections before? Yes. I said, well, what do you think he wants? What do you think he's looking for? Right? Because if you're, if in, in, and this is, there's nothing wrong with this, but in the brain of a typical OB, once you've had a C-section, you should continue having C-sections, right? And because that's what they, they think, that's the path that your body knows. Uh, so what, that's what he said. So it, instead of encouraging him, say, oh, yeah, he's head down. Yeah, no problem. You're, you're in good position. Because she is. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at her. Like there's a way, when, when you see enough pregnant mamas, you're going to learn that there's a way to look at a pregnant mama's belly and know if that baby's in good position. Because a pregnant mama's belly has a beautiful round circle to it when the baby's in a good position head down. When the baby's not head down, when the baby's head up, it looks like sort of like a, like a cone. And when the baby is transverse across, it looks like a football in the mama's belly. So I'm looking at her belly saying, I'm pretty sure you got a head down kid here. But let's make sure. So when you go next time to the OB, and what you're gonna say in a very polite way is, can I know the position of the baby? She's going today. And, um, She's, and that's, she said, what, what happens if he says, well, I, I still can't tell. I said, well, then ask him for an ultrasound. Let's confirm. Let's do a quick ultrasound. And what are you going to do, deny someone that? Just do, do it. You don't have to do a full ultrasound there. Let's look at the feet and the toes. And, you know, okay, just, just tell me where the head is, right? Because <clears throat> I think it's, it's super important because going in, if you want to have a VBAC, you better know where that kid's head is 
before you're going into this. But this is what I mean, time is of the essence. We have to, you gotta be a think on your toes. When a kid comes in who's having potential of ear infections, right, and they're saying they gotta put tubes in the ears, time's of the essence. You gotta say to the mama, okay, <clears throat> he says the, the child needs tubes. Okay, well, have you tested for hearing loss? No, okay, well that's an important thing. I, I can see why tubes might be important if there's potential for hearing loss, but just to say we need tubes with no explanation, why? And number two is how much time do we have before it's a real crisis, right? That's always the greatest question to go back to a medical professional and say, how much time do we have before we have to? Like, where's the point of no return? And usually they'll say, oh, you got a couple weeks, six weeks, four weeks, three weeks, etc." That's what we mean by times of the essence. We need to know this. As someone who's a pediatric chiropractor, we need to know this. We need to know and, and trust, and trust in the process. We need to understand, I, I love this last sentence from BJ here, you have in your possession a sacred trust. And the sacred trust kind of refers to up over here when BJ was talking about <clears throat> our father, Jadidi, placed this chiropractic trust in our keeping to keep it pure and not sullied or defamed. You know, I was passing by another chiropractic office the other day, and it said, we do weight loss now. I'm like, chiropractic weight loss. Now, not that it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to lose weight, but I'm sorry, chiropractic is not a weight loss solution. And I passed another office, and we, it said, we're now doing skincare. Chiropractic dermatology. Okay, this is interesting. So I'm like, okay, you know, I, I've read every green book, and I don't remember BJ talking about like chiropractic skincare, uh, and that says we do now peels, this kind of peel, and this, there's some sort of machine thing, and some cool sculpting thing, and like, I appreciate that chiropractors think because they're doctors that they can do these things that allow them because we have this license, right? But it's really not chiropractic. And I, I would rather you, and I don't care that you're doing it. I have no judgment about someone doing it. But just don't call yourself a chiropractic office, right? Call yourself a health care office or something because that's not chiropractic. Because people go to, because they'll go to that office and then they'll come to my office and they'll say, well, where's your endermological machine, right? Where's the skincare regime? You know, I even get people, where's your tense units? Where's your, where's that, that rolly table you're supposed to lie on? I'm like, um, we don't, that's called a spinalator. We don't use those. Well, but that's what my other chiropractor used. I said, well, they're great tables, but it's not really chiropractic. Chiropractic is, is adjusting the spine, making sure the brain and nerve system are working correctly. That's what that is. To me, that's what BJ is talking about here when he says, you have in your possession a sacred trust. Right? Once again, not that it's wrong or it's bad to do all these extra things. It's not. There's nothing bad or wrong. There's no judgment about this. It's just not chiropractic. So if you want to do that stuff in your offices, fine. Just make sure you delineate this is chiropractic and this is other stuff. And we have all this other stuff that we do. But the chiropractic stuff should be, in my opinion, the number one stuff that you do. If you're going to call yourself a chiropractor and on your office or on your car it says chiropractor, then your focus should be, I want you to understand that the key thing that we're doing to you is the adjustment to the spine, brain and nerve system, right? That's what I said to the mama uh, of the child with, uh, with autism yesterday. I said the key thing that we're doing is reconnecting his brain and his nerve system so that his brain and nerve system have better control with each other, right? Because right now you've got a disconnected kid. You have a disconnected kid now, that kid, when input comes in, 
right? Input, the, so the input comes in, goes up through the brain. Is it really going easily up through the spinal cord, into, through the brain stem, right, which is past the, the, cranial nerve, the cranial nerves, which is where the primitive reflexes sit? And now you have all this, you know, this stuff over there because of retained reflexes, and then it's got to go into the thalamus, and the thalamus relays stuff like this, and then it's got to go into the basal ganglia, and the basal ganglia's got to say, we want to do these things, we don't want to do these things, and it's got to go up into the prefrontal cortex to tell the kid what to do, and then the motor cortex, and it comes down like this, back in through the thalamus and into the cerebellum to coordinate the effort, and now the kid's got to do something like talk or walk or move. So there's a lot of steps, if you really think of it, even though this happens like in a millisecond with most of us, what happens in the child on the spectrum is it doesn't work that way. You know, kids on the spectrum who are finally able to, to become, like kids who are non-speaking or are now becoming more, having more ability to speak, what they'll say is my brain says talk, but my body doesn't know how to put that into action. And so a lot of autism is really thought to be more of a motor issue because they, they know they want to. And that's why a lot of kids on the spectrum, especially the, those who are non-speaking, get so frustrated because they're like, imagine you can't like, do the things, like you're saying, body, I want you to pick up that thing over there. Because the person is, my mom or dad is telling me, pick up this object over here. But you cannot figure out for the life of you how to get your hand to do that. And you're sitting here going like, I want to do this. I see it, that's what I want, and I can't do it. And that's what's happening. Or they say, I want to say hi, I want to say mommy, I love you so much. But your brain is saying, okay, I want you to say I love you. And then something goes wrong from like brokers and workers in your area going down to a cerebellum. There's some sort of disconnection in there. And now they're like, hmm. Because they, they just, they can't get it out. It's, the, it's actually more of a motor process issue. That's the stuff that I've been learning lately in the studies I've been doing. <clears throat> so what we do as a chiropractor is we get that it's like we remove some of these filters to allow these kids to work better, to allow them to have brains and nerve systems to work more clear, and then give them these functional neurological exercises to do at home to kind of reinforce that. And to me, that is what, it, what Beach is talking about in here when he says, we have in our possession a sacred trust, guard it well. Are we guarding it well? Are we protecting chiropractic in our offices? Are we making sure that people know that it is the chiropractic that we're doing that is making that is why you are here, right? That is the reason that you are in this office is because of the chiropractic. It's not because of the weight loss. It's not because of the supplements. It's not because of the TENS units. Because a lot of people say, well, I really, in my, that old chiropractor, I really like that, that spinal data roly-poly table. I mean, you might like it, but like what happened is the chiropractor at that office did not explain, that feels nice, but it's really nothing. It's just a way for you to pass time before you get adjusted. Right? is a way to relax you a little bit. But that's not doing the work. The work is the adjustment. And that's what we have to get our patients to understand. Is the work is the adjustment. And the thing we really need to get them to understand is the adjustment isn't just something that takes a couple of seconds, right? Because is that it? Is that all you got? So all you got to do is this one here, one there. That's it? That's all you do? No, the adjustment starts when my hands leave your body. The adjustment isn't done. Now, I might be done with what I'm doing, Right, the physical act of adjusting. But science has shown, and I can show you MRI reports and other reports that shows that after the adjustment, the brain lights up. And lights up for minutes, if not hours, after the adjustment in different areas. I can show you reports uh, at scientific studies that show after the adjustment, there's actually a physical temperature change 
in that area that goes on for minutes, if not hours, after the adjustment. And what will happen is during the, the adjustment occurs, it, immediately in that area, the, the temperature will, will drop down and then it'll shoot up past the, what the, uh, uh, the temperature that it was and it'll stay high like that for, there's a, well, one study I, I saw that shows for 10 minutes after the adjustment, it's still higher than the basal temperature it was before. So what happened, what that means is that when I adjust you, the thrust occurs, something, the body's physiology goes, huh, temperature goes down and then goes up and it stays up for a bit because the body's like, wow, that was really cool. And at the same time, the brain's going ding, 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 in different areas of the brain, it's lighting up because it's saying, wow, that's what I needed. I need that new input. That's what it is. That's how we guard it well. If someone goes to the office, and once again, this is not bad or wrong, but if, you, if and I've had patients do this, I never, I've been to chiropractors before, oh really? And what kind of adjustment do they do? Well, adjustments, what's that? I'm like, um, did they adjust your spine? Did, you know, like put their hands on you and use an instrument? Oh no, well what do they do there? Well, they use this uh, uh, hot thing that they rubbed on me, and then they use this like electrical tingly thing that they used on me, and then they stretched me, uh, and then uh, I, I someone like do some uh, um, cupping on me. I'm like, well, all those things are great, but that's not a chiropractic, right? Because what happens is you do those things, and yeah, the brain probably lights up a little bit, and there might be some different changes, but not the way things happen when you get adjusted. Because adjustment is like a direct path up into the nerve system. All these other things, they feel nice, but chiropractic is so much more powerful than that. And to me, that's what I think is so important, is that we to guard it well means that we need to make sure that patients know what it is they're, what, why are they in my office? Why are they in your offices? Why are they with you in clinic? Because you are changing their brain and nerve system function every adjustment. And every adjustment you're fine tuning. I've, I've been adjusted now for 35, 36 years. You know, my first adjustment was at 20. And I've adjusted at least once a week ever since, except when Lisa and I were in Hawaii on our honeymoon. That's the only time I did not get adjusted. <clears throat> but that was a long time ago. Uh, that was 30 years ago, matter of fact. 30 years ago in August. Um, so, so understand that, like, why do you keep on getting adjusted? Why do you keep on getting adjusted? Because <clears throat> once something's working good, I want to keep it working good. Why do you brush your teeth? When someone ever says to me, why, do I, why should I keep on getting adjusted? I say to them, do you brush your teeth every day? Yeah. I said, why? Don't they look good? Stop. Stop. Just, just stop. Maybe wait, wait until you're, because they're like, well, I'll just come back when it hurts. Okay. Well, then just don't brush your teeth until they hurt. Is that a good idea? And then, then brush them a lot, right? Then like brush them three times a day. Would that work? No. Same thing. It's the same thing, right? <clears throat> so when you talk about guarding it well, this is what we're talking about. When we're talking about you having your possession of sacred trust, you do. This, this is bigger. Chiropractic is bigger than you and me. It's bigger than Life University. It's bigger than all of chiropractic. Chiropractic is about getting the brain of humanity in touch with the spinal cord and nerve system of humanity and making humanity a better humanity.